You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Cash. And I'm Jake. And we're here doing some Vikings, the good old history channel. Yep. Which uh, I, it's uh, season four, episode 13. Two Journeys. Two Journeys. And who's the director? No idea. Uh, Sarah Harding. We had it. <laughs> and Michael Hurst, of course, the only writer to ever touch this beautiful show. Absolutely. What do you think about this one? Easily the best episode of the season. Yeah, I could go there too. I mean, this was the first time I was watching an episode and thought, you know, we, we've passed the good bar. Like, we're, we're up there for spectacular TV for me. Yeah, we were kind of talking about this earlier today where it's kind of, the show's extremely steady. Yeah, like, I mean, it really doesn't ever drop below a seven. Yeah, it's like a solid, solid show at all times. Always cool to look at, you know, good storylines, good characters. This episode to me, like, hit several high notes. Very good. Um, doesn't hurt that you could see Rolo again. Always definitely helps the show. And like he actually had some passion in his scenes that I really enjoy that we haven't really seen in a while. Yeah, they keep... Man, it's tough with Rolo's character because they just... They like poke you. It's like, I know y'all love this character. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make you love him, then hate him, then love him, then hate him, and hate to love him, and love to hate him. And, um... It looks like they're trying to give him a little bit of redemption. A lot right of now. love this episode. Yeah, so... But, I mean, we'll, we'll get to him and everything, but I thought something they did really well this episode was weave in the first two episodes. Like, all the groundwork that they've laid out, it really showed in this episode to me. Did you get that same feeling? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, what I really like is the fact that they're building on Ragnar and Ivar's relationship really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. I like the way they talk to each other. Um, Ivar had me cracking up the entire uh, donkey ride. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then on the other side, too, I like I like seeing Bjorn in the leadership role. You know, I feel like the two... The fake are, Vikings. I mean, they'll always be the fake Vikings. The fake here. Vikings are always like poking at him, kind of, mm-hmm. trying to get him to break. But he's just really steady, you know, and, and chill about stuff. Um, it's interesting to see him kind of take the Ragnar approach of just not talking, you know, be silent. Let's see how this all plays out. Yeah. Well, just not overreacting mm-hmm. to anything. Um, now, did you think Bjorn had a plan while they were in jail? or were you No. Well, I, mean, I think his plan was just that, just to wait it out. I think he had an idea that, as much as they hate Rolo and stuff like that, that he wouldn't throw them to the wolves. Well, I don't think Bjorn's ever really hated Rolo. Because, I mean, I think he just always admired him as his uncle and everything, and like he just trusted. Well, they're all seriously hating him when they're on their way well, there. I think they all seriously hate him, but Bjorn still just has that love that a nephew has for his uncle, I guess. Uh, maybe. I don't but know. You gotta remember, Bjorn took a nasty arrow, you know. Yeah, no. Fell into the water. He, he took a lot of bat- a lot of wounds in that battle, and I mean, obviously, he didn't want to lose his family and friends. Yeah, but I, I just never felt like Bjorn had the same hate as everybody else did for Rolo. Possibly not, but you know that was also before like Bjorn was going to, you know, goes out on his like soul searching journey and all that stuff you know what i mean he's he's like trying to become his own man yeah um maybe not 
be stuck in Ragnar's shadow and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I, I think you're right. I think he's a little more of an independent thinker, but I'm sure he was still super pissed. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. Uh, but I like I like most everything they did on the two journey part. My only issue I had, I think, with this episode. First off, super happy to get classic Lagertha. Oh, um, so good to have that. Uh, just old school warrior. I'm the strongest character on the show feeling again but they really shoehorned the whole slave girl and the two dudes yeah this was not very well done no or there was it what's her name talia or what's uh bjorn's wife's name no it starts oh, with, don't go with talia because i don't remember yeah, no it starts with a t torbid torbid i don't know but like the fact that she torvi torvi that's it good old torvi but the fact that she brings her from their camp and no one notices like come on yeah i i don't know what they're doing with this and like you said why do we have two i guess princes i don't don't know what the viking subculture whatever lathbrook lothbrook kids yeah fighting over a slave girl that's what i'm saying i don't yeah it doesn't make sense to begin with that they're all super concerned with this single girl. Um, but th- just this whole thing, it's like, you know, do you, can y'all share them or can y'all let one or the other have her? Uh, and then they just, they show, what's her, what's his name? Ube. Yeah, Ube with her. With her. And then they just come arrest him. And I'm so, what sense does this really make? I don't understand it. Well, I mean, it's just also the fact that they both knew that they were sharing her, and they didn't care. Yeah. I don't know. I thought this was just a really wonky-ass trap. I mean, it didn't sit right. And, like, how they greeted both of them, like, at dinner and stuff. Like, you could just sense, like, this isn't going to go well for them. Yeah, this is sketchy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I definitely felt like one of them was going to die. But, I mean, I, I see why she didn't kill him and everything. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like this was some of the weaker storyline that we've had in a long time yeah it was disappointing because i love seeing lagatha on the offensive love that i like her in this style i love seeing her back in a battle uniform you know charging katagat and stuff like that but yeesh this yeah. whole sitgart and ube scene terrible bad and it just might have been because it was sitgart in the scene like i mean there's a high possibility yeah, it's tough to look at his face and not be a little disappointed, but... Well, and then seeing him after he gets imprisoned and, like, just start running around like, let me out! Let me <laughs> out! And, like, kind of kick it over. It's like, dude, come on. Do, yeah. do we need this trope? Just accept it. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, it wasn't by accident. <laughs> I mean... But I don't know. I just, like I said, I just, the scene was just not... Not well-crafted to me. Uh, no, nothing this slave girl and stuff should not have this much to do with the show. I don't know. I just she's a worse version of the Chinese girl that we had last year. Yeah, just kind of a who. I, I mean, know. she did well for like the first two episodes, and then she overstayed her welcome because we didn't like Ragnar on drugs. Yeah, distraction. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so we've hit major stuff like here. We got obviously we find out that Ragnar and Ivar are still alive. Uh, in the beginning of the episode, washed up on the beach. I'll never understand this. 
I don't know how this happens. They were in the middle of the sea in one of the worst <laughs> storms we've ever seen on this show. Yeah. Possibly in the history of the world. We did had no indication we were close to land. And just wash up on sea like it's a okay like nothing's been the problem. And Ivar has non working legs. Yeah. So pretty lucky that they washed up on shore no float, right next to each other. No floating device or anything. Yeah. I I know this can happen, but if you're unconscious and you just randomly float up on the shore and get washed up. And then another, what, 10 to 12 of your other crew yeah, washes up too. <laughs> I mean, uh, just so bad. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I, I hate when they do this. Because I just don't see that it's likely at all. No, I mean, this is just 100% TV coincidence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only thing I could see was the Ragnar and... Uh, Ivar being close together because you know we see Ragnar get so close and stuff, but they weren't tied together. That's the thing. It's like I would have loved to have seen like a rope tied to him. Yeah, you know that way we know like there was no way for him to get separated. Yeah, because here it's like how does a guy with non-working legs stay afloat? I mean, uh, you can. Sorry, you can float. You know, without well, some people can. Yeah, I've never been able to do it. I, I can't float. I. I do not float. No. Um, and these are grown men. And if they float, more power to them. But I definitely do not. And I, I don't think Ivar's been in the water all that often. No, he's terrified of the water. <laughs> so, um, anyway, whatever. Move on from that crap. You can see them, you know, the, his crew's turning on him, on Ragnar immediately. You know, look at the shit you've gotten us into. What are you going to do about it? What's your plan? Um then you got Ivar, who's just like fighting and fighting so hard to not be the cripple guy. You know, he wants to keep his apparatus mm-hmm. on his leg so he can try to walk. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I love this scene. All oh, this stuff's great, man. I, I mean, I thought it was great how Ragnar just went over to him and just pretty much shot him down. He's like, "Look, accept that you're a cripple and become the world's greatest cripple." Well, he just, I love how he just sits on him mm-hmm. and pulls his leg brace <laughs> off and throws it into the you know into the beach. Yeah, I was like, good job. You know, this is like all really good teaching moments. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, He's like, no, you are different. Except that you're different, yeah, but you're special not because you're a cripple, but because of who you are. Yeah. Well, I just love it. He's like, once you accept it, that's when greatness happens. Mm-hmm. You know, he still seems reluctant to agree, but he he's going along with it. Um, blah 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 blah. It's time to kill the entire group, which completely caught me off guard. Yeah, I was not expecting this. I was expecting them to be separated from these guys, mm-hmm. but I figured it was going to be Aethelwolf and his guys to kill. Oh, and shout out to Aethelwolf. You know, he's, we get to see him first. Absolutely, and he looks like a badass again. He's, he's looking good. Okay, he's got a nice beard. Um, very vengeful. Looks strong. Yeah, he looks right out of like a Robin Hood movie. Ooh, I, I do you see him. Be, yeah, yeah. I don't I, know if you ever watched it on Netflix, but I could see him being a little bit like that. Probably so. Yeah, probably a little know. bit more Little John than uh, Robin Hood. But oh yeah, absolutely. Just but I mean like that era. Or oh that yeah, style is what I feel like. But now that uh, he's killed the uh, mother of his or his adulterer, do we see Aethelwolf kind of trying to use Ragnar as a? pawn to overthrow his dad man i have no idea how this is gonna go 
Not at all. I'm excited to see how this entire, I mean, I don't want to call it a triangle, but like, do you think Ragnar still has a want for power or do you think he just kind of wants 40 acres and relax? I don't really know. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to figuring out what Ragnar's end goal is. End goal is for this mm-hmm. trip because he knew that there was no raiding involved. Yeah, I mean, I, I was the whole time once he was talking to Ivar was like, "We can't be with them." I was like, "Well, what was the point?" And then it was like, "He just needed people to sail him." Yeah, he just needed to get here, and then he didn't need to have what could be. Conceived, construed yeah. as a raiding party he needs to be an old man and a cripple you know and like you said excellent scene where they're hiding from the guards and he you know just finally tells him you know because he ivar brings up says i wish you would have you know i bet you wish now that i would have drowned or that you would have left me to die when i was a baby yeah and but ragnar's this is excellent man i like i said i love the way they're talking to each other where he's talking about you're not you, you know, to spite your legs. You're you because of your legs, mm-hmm. you know. And I was just like, man, what a what a badass statement. Well, in know? the entire time, like, I felt like, as Ivar was saying, I was like, no, man, Ragnar definitely wants you here. Yeah, like, absolutely. The yeah. only person he might take over you is Bjorn, but I don't think he has that same connection with Bjorn anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he knows Bjorn needs his own path mm-hmm. at this point, so... But yeah, uh, I just love this stuff. He's like, I thought this was gonna, I thought it would be a weakness, you know, that would have killed you. Yeah, and you know, saying he was wrong, and of course, I have our poking at him. I think it's the first time you ever yeah. said you were wrong about something. Yeah, and then right away, it's the last time. It's the last time. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's not gonna happen again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so yeah, I love, I love all this stuff. I you know, and then to not waste any time and. I want to just say literally roll into the next scene where Ivar is a murder machine. Well, they they slow roll you because they just show Ragnar just Michael Myers is walking from sleeping bag to sleeping bag, basically, you know, slicing throats. And then (laughs) Ivar rolls in and yeah, okay, he's slitting throats too until it's time to get axe play. Yeah, I mean, once he pulls out that axe... And, and, then he just, and then he's all of a sudden Ray Mysterio out there. Just <laughs> cha, cha. He's and like he's, Oprah Winfrey. You get an axe. You yeah, get an axe. Exactly. Everyone gets an axe. Um, I loved it, dude. He's he's hacks this guy. Oh, this guy's waking up. So <laughs> back roll. Hack. This guy's running. Throw the axe. Hack. Oh, man. Like seeing how dangerous he was. Like, I mean, absolutely. This, was, this is what we felt like. Why everyone should be scared of him. This this like reminded you of kind of like a Walking Dead scene almost where it's like get one you get one and then like the other ones are like Bleh. it's like ah you know you're getting them and then you know there's several women in this camp yeah and he you know plays no favorites he's killing all the women he gets to the last one and she's like I'm all right I'm all right tries to pull the old to kill me you can have me and he just guts her yeah at it's no like, point in time did I think that she was safe oh, I was like no. If only you knew. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, but, I mean, the one thing I wish I would have seen was Ragnar, like, walk up after that, all that's happened and just be like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Told you you could be special. Yeah. There's, like, any, any, like, sense of encouragement. Yeah, he's like, now, when I said special, this is not what I had in mind. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Ivar kills, 
I want to say that's like three, four, at least seven yeah. people right there. I was going to say right around seven. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a body pile Man. for a guy with no legs. Yeah. And he's quite terrifying, you know, and the girl's backing up and you, they just put the camera on him mm-hmm. and he's doing this crawl thing. I'm like, dude, that's pretty. No, like this scene showed why you always feel a little uneasy whenever Ivar's on screen. And it was funny too, because my wife came in and it was like, is there something they're doing with the camera that makes his eyes so blue? I'm telling you, like, man. I was like, I have no idea why their eye is so weirdly blue. I mean, these are the greatest blue in the world. They're mesmerizing. I can't understand why the whites of his eyes are so blue. I mean, the only thing I could maybe guess, but it doesn't... I don't know if you watch any Oakland Raiders game, but Derek Carr has some of the bluest eyes in the world, but it looks like he's wearing mascara. Because his eyelashes are so black. Yeah, see. But even I, his eyes aren't as blue as what Ivar's are. It's just weird. Because Ivar's eye, it's the whites of his eyes are so blue. It, it's, it's everything, man. Really strange. They're, they're just blue. Yeah. <laughs> like ocean water blue. But, you know, w- when they pan to him and they show him crawling towards old girl, it reminded me of a funny scene from, um, what's the movie? Uh, oh, it's got Thor in it. Avengers? No, it's about the cabin. Um, oh, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. And the merman. Yeah. He crawling towards <laughs> or something. I was like, wow, that's kind of reminded me of this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which really, the only part of that movie that anyone needs to see is like the last 15 minutes. Oh, but it's glorious. Oh, the, that last 15 minutes, man. Oh, it's so glorious. And the way <laughs> Thor goes. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, okay, so, you know. Basically, it leads to Ragnar and Ivar crawling slash walking their way towards the gates. Well, in the to me, this kind of felt like an odd penance walk for Ragnar, where he was making up for all the settlements that he's gotten killed in England and just leaving Kattegat and everything. And he was just using Ivar as just like the extra weight to make sure that he cleared all his sins. And going into the Christianity and everything. Maybe. But I mean, it, for whatever reason, like I was watching it and I was like, it kind of feels like a penance walk. But it was a cool shot. Oh, beautifully shot. Yeah, like, just filling them from behind. Filling them from behind. Yeah. You know, we're getting all the hills and stuff. Beautiful scenery. Yeah. Like the, like whatever that, like tall grass or the wheat kind of looking grass, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just swaying. It's pretty cool stuff. The only thing that I think that could have made it cooler was if he was coming back from the same route. That Magnus took on his walk to the Pope. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Just, <laughs> you know, you only missed your other son by 15 years or however long it's been in the right, show. Right. Um, do we see, like, do we think Magnus is still with? Oh, Aetherwolf's back. Yeah. Magnus is back. Oh, so. I'm excited. We'll see. First mix. Ooh. You know, we'll see how that looks. Um, but other side of the journeys. We well, get. I'm gonna go on a. I think Ivar's gonna kill Magnus by the end of this season. Hey. A little jealousy kill. It's very possible. I don't know very why. Possible. I just want to throw it out there. Have it on record. We gotta see what they're gonna even do with Ivar first, too. Murder machine. It's it's settled. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's a cold blooded killer. Possibly, possibly, definitely. Oh no, uh, possible. Did it as a kid, and then we just see him slaughter seven people. Cold blooded. 
Yeah, we already think he's going to kill his brothers, so who knows what he'll do with a half-brother. But Bjorn's storyline, like I said, a lot of it's just cool shots of them on the boat. Um, They finally come in. You get to see Rolo. Uh, Still looking good. Yeah. Three kids that are... Small castle. Gisela's had three babies. Um, One little girl's ultra cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. the two but, kids don't really look. I mean, I know they're in France and she's making sure they're French and everything, but I don't. They they don't look like there's any part of Viking in them. Yeah, well, Rolo doesn't look like a Viking anymore either. No, but yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, I like this though. I like Rolo being so excited looking mm-hmm. out his window when he sees him pulling up. Um, I like that he locks him up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just to kind of get his bearings, it seems like. Even kind of to mess with them a little bit. Oh, and shout out to Floki for being the world's greatest hype man yeah. throughout like, this entire time. Yeah. Like, How long do you think you could keep us in there? You brought 60 boats yeah. in your fort. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, they're going to come knocking. He's like, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> and I was just like, keep going, Floki. And like, yeah. he's like jumping up and like almost waving a fist. And I was like. Yeah, let's just keep the camera on him for the entire episode. Let's <laughs> see what happens. Spears over, and they're like just <laughs> patting everybody down, <laughs> taking all their knives uh-huh. and everything. I was like, "Oh, this is good stuff." Um, but I knew I, th- I figured Rolo would, you know, yeah. would just be kind of biding his time to you know, put his mind to it. Turns out he was actually getting like, were they cartographers or a librarian. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he right? calls him a librarian, but I mean, map people. Are yeah, cartographer. Yeah, um, from Paris to come and tell him about how actually extensive the Roman Empire is now. Well, not only that, but just very rarely do you notice like how big the technology difference is. Mm-hmm. I guess, or like they don't give that us the opportunity to notice how big it is. Just looking at the maps, it was like, oh man, this is. But the thing of it is, too, though. Is you find out that Bjorn's map is old. Yeah. We knew it was old. Yeah, it had to be. And it, it only showed, you know, like Italy. The boot. And a little to the right of it. Yeah. That were owned by the Roman Empire. You know, and that was cool that Rolo was pointing out. He's like, yeah, they own this. And now they own all this. <laughs> They're getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> a little you know. more powerful. And if you want to get over there, you got to sail through some pretty treacherous seas. You know, not just because of enemies, but yeah, bad storms and yeah. So really neat to see though. Like mm-hmm. Rolo's all giddy. You know oh, what I mean? Like, I mean, as soon as Bjorn like walks in and like, you just see how happy Rolo is. Yeah. Like, oh, I've got some good news to tell you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, sorry it took so long, but he came from yeah. Paris. Um, and then when, you know, he asked him, can I sail across your, you know, you know, down your what are borders or whatever. And uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I hated. Like I love that he said no, but like I hated like the English, like the actual phrasing of it. It's like no, you have to take me with you, or it's like unless you take me with you. I was like, well then, just put the butt. Like just go ahead and make it like that, and don't be the stone cold no. Yeah, <laughs> small thing, but whatever. No, I, I, I believe Rolo's messing with them. Oh yeah, no, I, I know he's messing with them the whole time. I just didn't like the wording that they used. And they get their payback oh, as yeah. far as messing with someone. Oh, man. Um, in the most terrifying way. Uh, but what do you think about Gisla? 
saying that if you go, whether you're dead or alive, this is the end of us. Well, I don't think that she has that power. And I think that that's like her last temper tantrum way to try to get what she wants. In a way, I kind of hate it because, you know, last season she kind of came into her own and she was all about Rolo. Well, because she doesn't want to be left without him. Yeah, no, but it was so weird to see her throw another tantrum. Like I, was, I thought we were beyond her tantrums. She had become like more of a strong character to me. And I was hoping to, that she would continue that path. I hated to see her throw any kind of tantrum. I don't. I, it fit. Like I mean, she it still, fits with her old character. I, I agree. But man, she was getting pretty strong there. Remember, remember the way she started dressing. Yeah. Oh, no. don't, don't worry. I'm not gonna forget how uh, she was dressing. But I mean, she just got like way more confident and more independent, and like. Well, I mean, she's about to lose Rolo loving for who knows how long. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, he's been. <laughs> those three children <laughs> yeah. are not very like far apart in age. So I mean, she probably just doesn't want to lose out on some of that, and then she's probably afraid that he might not come back. Oh, obviously. I mean, she's never had to deal with like the rating or any of that, obviously. But you know, maybe the tantrum was a way of, I don't want you to die. Could be. You know, I mean, I didn't. Maybe that was her way of trying to scare him into not going. Yeah. Maybe so. Um, But I I loved his answer. But weird, weird shot of her sitting on her throne Mm -hmm. with the kids just standing there and her just grumpy cat oh yeah you know <laughs> I, I was really hoping one of them like the oldest son would have been like can i go with you yeah something like, well yeah he's way too young now well i mean ragnar brought uh what was it ube and vitsik with them yeah but even they were older than these little ones i mean these are some youngsters yeah yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> these are borderline toddlers um but yeah uh I love the fact that Rolo wants to go, and the fact that he admits that no matter what happens, he's still Viking. Yeah, and like, he's bored. Like when he said, "When you hear the, when you hear lightning, and you cower, but when I hear lightning, I still hear Thor." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. banging his hammer." Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was like, "There's no way you can deny the man this." Yeah, you know, it. it it's like in a way he was telling her, "I've been kind of lying this whole time." Yeah. You know, I've done my best of, you know, I've changed who I am, but there's some things I can't change. Yeah, this is where I hate the part like, of her tantrum is, you haven't tried hard enough. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Typical woman, just change and change, has never changed enough. Well, now um, you're not the person who I met. I'm leaving you for that. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> Always the nuclear option. Um, but yeah, then we get a cool shot. Rolo on the boat with Bjorn. Okay. Now, we kind of talked after the pod last time, and you had told me that Rolo goes with them. So I got really excited. You know, I'm thinking Rolo's bringing a few ships of his own. Uh, no, just no. himself. It's literally just Rolo. Um, <laughs> this might be the dumbest thing that I've ever seen. Like, at they, least bring one boat. They kept showing like ships. like They were kind of bouncing around. Yeah. I was waiting to see some of Rolo's ships in there, too. Just really anything. <laughs> I gotta assume he has somebody, like a small contingent of people, or maybe with they him. wouldn't. Maybe uh, France wouldn't let him just because they don't want to invade the Roman Empire. But it looks like he even ha- he would have his own ships at this point. No, I mean I completely agree that Rolo he own he has to have his own ships if he yeah. is the sea right there. Yeah, he's kind of the navy. But 
you know, why didn't he get on his own ships? I don't know. Maybe we'll see, you know, next episode that he did have. He has one boat. Yeah. You know, full of just his people or something. I mean, I hopefully he has at least one. Because I, honestly, I was expecting him to be like, I'm going with you, but I'm taking 60% of everything. Yeah. I but, think he just wants. Oh, yeah. No, he to, definitely to just wants to go. Be Viking again. But, uh, but, but yeah, I was super concerned all of a sudden when they started <laughs> tying his hands and feet. Oh, and I love just how Cavie's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I can throw, do this. Throw me in the water. I know where this you is You know, going. just like go ahead, smiling at everything. But then they do a horrific uh, scare tactic. Oh. Where they, they drag him underneath the boat. And they're pulling from his hands on one side and his feet on the other. Yeah. Basically pinning him underneath the boat and drowning him. Well, I was like, okay, you know, this is going to be pretty difficult to get him underneath the boat and one, you know, before he drowns. And then uh, Bjorn, you know, being the captain and fearless leader. <laughs> hold. Hold. You know, sit there. And then not say anything for a long time. My water boiling? How's that tea coming along? <laughs> no? Uh, he's just waiting for the bubbles to stop coming up beside the boat. Yeah. I mean, Ro- he was kind of fine with it for a second. He's like, okay. Yeah. No biggie. I get it. Still not moving. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's starting to scream and holler. <laughs> um, yeah, it felt... I hate to bring up Game of Thrones with it, but like when they're drowning people and like it was like... Yeah, like we drown God yeah, stuff. Like, yeah. We want to kill you. To resurrect you to make you almost back to who you are. Yeah, it's almost like a cleansing. And so it was like, I felt like Bjorn was definitely trying to kill him. And then knowing that he could resurrect him. Yeah. Perform CPR. And see if he was still, if the gods favored him enough to bring him back to life. Possibly. Or it could have just been like a power move saying, hey. Oh, I mean. We can do this to you anytime. Especially since you came by yourself. Yeah, and you deserve this wholeheartedly. <laughs> you deserve whatever comes your way, Rolo. And I mean, I think it was the smartest thing Bjorn could have done because I think that gained him so much more respect, even though he had everyone's respect. Like, this was like, like okay, we're, we're back on your side after this little mishap. I'm sure they're back on each other's side. But well, no, no, not Rolo, but the entire like Viking crew, like the fake yeah. Vikings and everyone that sailed with them. They're like, okay, we know we, we did make the right decision in trusting you. Right. But I look forward to see how this goes. Oh, I'm, I'm super excited to see Rolo. Couldn't I be wa- more pumped. I want to see him out of these stupid-ass clothes he's wearing and back into, you know, badass Viking wear. I'm going to be honest. I was kind of expecting him to come onto the ship in badass Viking wear. Yeah. Shirtless. Yeah. The, the tight pants and uh, axes hanging off of him and, and, and more the paint. Hair, and the hair back in the ponytail and everything ready yeah, to go. Absolutely. And I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> his hair was still a little fluffed out, you know. Yeah, still wearing a, a gold tunic. Yeah, not going to fly with me. I need some real deal Viking attire. So do you think Rolo got one last uh, child in before he came on the ship or off to the uh, <laughs> sofa? I don't know about that. Uh, I think Rolo was on the sofa. The yeah, I think before. so. That's that's doghouse, <laughs> uh, doghouse talk. Um, but yeah, so that's the two main journeys. Now, they... Sneak in a plot that I wasn't expecting, obviously, with the whole Lagertha attacking Cadigan. They did it perfectly. You know, last week, you know, we 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 almost missed it. You know, talking about Lagertha coming in for Oslog and everything, right? And they even played it in the previews or what happened last week. And I was like, man, is this going to be a little bit more significant than we kind of thought it was going to be? Yeah, 
And we we see Elslog have another vision. And it's of Katagat being raided. Yeah. And I'm a little like our is it possible she becomes seer or something because she this is like what her fifth vision? I don't know because remember she's part god something. Remember she yeah, she came from the beautiful beauty tribe like the, out in the woods. The daughter of one of the gods yeah. or whatever. Anyway. Um Lagartha keeps calling her a witch mm-hmm. because she keeps having these visions and stuff like that and seeing things. Um, but she is not worried at all or concerned about it at all. Nope. She's she even though she knows she's about to be raided, she just gets dressed up real fancy, gets the ceremonial sword for Kattegat. And interesting enough, if I'm not mistaken, all of her bodyguards are still women as well. I think so. Her shield maidens yeah. or whatever. Um I'm not positive on that. That her and Lagatha pretty much just have females. Yeah. I mean, they both, you know, what they say that's, well, who's the badass female, like Viking? Um, there's, there's, I'm thinking of one that they like worship, you know what I'm saying? Oh, in history? Yeah. I, I couldn't tell um, I can't remember now. Anyway, uh, I only know Valkyries. Yes, whatever. I don't think it's an actual name. Any, anyway. Let us know, people. So, Lagartha's attacking, and certain people, you know, and she's they're tearing down some people and stuff like that. I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed with my girl, Astrid. Yeah, Astrid went down pretty easily. I mean, she, she did like, some pretty cool MMA trick there for a minute, but then she was surrounded pretty yeah, fast. Lagartha had to keep an eye. Like, it reminded me of the first time Bjorn let... Uh, Torben in a battle, or no, it wasn't Torben. It was his previous wife, and like they didn't let that girl do as well as she should have because they wanted Bjorn to be fearful. Yeah, and it felt like that same exact scene with Lagatha and Astrid. Put himself in danger to yeah. protect her. Same thing with Lagatha. She put herself in danger to keep Astrid uh, safe. The way that Lagatha came into battle, like her first fifteen kills, it, it oh, felt yeah. like just. The greatest war. She's swooping out legs, a whole lot the chest, a whole lot of like hockey checks with oh, the shields. Beautiful. I mean, they were just waylaying people with shields. Oh my god! Like it, it might have been the most dominating fighting we've seen in this show from but one person. It's been. It was pretty serious. Um, and then we find out that Bjorn's wife is basically set up archers to yeah from within Kattegat. From within Caddy. How yeah. many people, like, we didn't sense this much of distrust with uh, Aslog and the two kids. Well, you, it looks like you got, like, Lagathos people, and then you also have oh. Bjorn's people, because you got to assume that that's Bjorn's people and their families. Yeah, well, we were talking about this beforehand, but it, we didn't remember if Bjorn had offered Lagatha. The chance to go raiding with him. But I don't think so. If the offer was given to her and she said no, then uh, Vitsik definitely should have left, had an itching feeling that something bad was going to happen. Because Lagatha comes with a bigger army, I felt like, than Bjorn left with. I mean, she's got a pretty good sized squad. 
But she had a pretty good size squad but before we left off. Yeah, but I mean, like, this is bigger than Kattegat, the Bjorns tribe, the people, that, the fake Vikings. Like, I mean, people sailed in to go leave with Bjorn. Yeah, I know, but I just... Like, I mean, it They just, wanted to show the extreme difference in Lagertha's army versus the remnants of Kattegat. Oh, and I mean, they definitely did that. As you gotta assume, Ragnar took the beggars yeah. and the, you know, mediocre people. I mean, there was like nothing left in Kattegat, but yeah. just the fact that Lagatha could raise the, because the Vikings, he was, Ragnar wanted people over in England so he could repopulate. And so the fact that there's just this many people left oh, yeah. was what astonished me. Yeah, she's got a crew. They did a pretty good job oh. of showing the mass expansion of Kattegat and Lagertha's communities. Oh, and I mean, she knew every nook and cranny. And like you said, you know, we get the good old just shield wall battle. Right. And you think it's going to take a few minutes. And then like yeah, you said. Kind of a stalemate. Tavia. Torvir. Torvi. Has people hidden in buildings and then like the window slits. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, this yeah. is about to be yeah. a slaughter. And yeah. sure enough. But it was cool, though. Lagertha was like, these are my people. Mm-hmm. Hold. Stop. Hold you on, know. guys. People are dropping their shoulder shots. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, man. It, it looks like they got shot through the throat with how hard they're hitting the ground. And, like, you just see, like, one shoulder sticking out of their arm. Yeah. Oh. It's just a simple shoulder blade wound. And they're all like, ah! <laughs> they're down. Oh, God. Down forever. Yeah. I was uh, a warrior like you until I took an arrow to the knee. Yeah. <laughs> These are women and children shooting us in the back with these oh. uh, bow and arrows. But. And the little, like, six-year-old girl running through the town. I don't know if you, like, when they just... Just randomly? Loved it. Like, didn't yeah. know what, where it's it like, came from or anything. Just saving Private Ryan? <laughs> or are they just, like, throwing in some real turmoil? Yeah, I was like, oh, God, if she goes down, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, pretty messed up stuff. But, but yeah, like you said... And like I said, anyway, they don't even show Auslog, like, come outside yet. Uh-uh. You know, that'll be next episode, but... So, yeah, I mean, a lot of this episode, like I said, I really enjoyed because of the side of Rolo coming back. Great seeing and Rolo. Then, and I love how they worked him in there because we were worried. I know I was worried. I didn't think we were going to get any Rolo. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought, I thought Rolo was going to be killed ASAP or just not see him because his new show. Yep. Yeah. But looks like we're going to get him. So As I much Rolo as we want. <laughs> but... The Ragnar Ivar stuff was really, really strong. So really that, cl- that carried the day for me. Um, the Lagertha stuff, you know, there was some hitches in there. The whole plan about getting the Lothbrok kids. But overall, but overall really strong. Overall fun. Glad to see her in this role. And like, one of the best on the battle offensive. scenes we've seen in a long time. And then, you know, the other random stuff like the Floki things, you know, talking shit. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. This this episode just hit on a lot of really good levels to me. I'm excited. Like I really felt like this was a high note, and I really think we're going to get another good high note in the next episode or two. Oh, you know. <laughs> we always know it's going to be stable and steady, <laughs> at least. But I'm hoping it's not like last year where after we had the Tower episode, you know, one of the best invasions yep. we've ever seen on the show, and then it was like a six-week lull. And I don't think that we're going to get that this half of the season. It doesn't look like it. There's just too much interesting yeah. stuff going on. They got too much that they can work with. So much fast pace and 
and I'm just excited. And obviously, you know, we're going to get our Ragnar and uh, Eckbert. Eckbert scenes back. Yes. Something we've been craving. Oh, man. So many people that Ragnar are going to get to talk to. It's going to be great. Yeah. But uh, I don't think I really have anything else to use. No, man, that's it. Well, go ahead, you know, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at Bleed TV Podcast or email us any questions that you have or just want to chit-chat at Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail because uh love talking to y'all. And until next week, I'm Cash. I'm Jake.